This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. We are here with Izzy City, who you probably would know listeners from Peep Show. She's the um, she's a geek pinup, I think is fair to say. Is that fair? I suppose it is, yeah. I don't think it, I know if it was ever the intention, but that seems to be the way. Get- I suppose there aren't that many geeky pinups or mm. pinups for men who work in IT and like live action role play so well, very happy neither. to fill that yes I think between the two of you you've <laughs> we've, got the, you've we've got got the, the yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Izzy played Dobby in Peep Show that's correct that's right and that was uh, David Mitchell fell in love with you in quite a big way you were the one I was, yeah. Do you, do you get people coming up to you in the street and going, you're the one, yeah. Dobby? <laughs> and at gigs, people shout, or they shout, are you the one? I, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what you want me to say. And then I say, I don't know what you want me to say. And then everyone goes, you should probably written a response to this. Cause you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then I thought maybe I should write down, write something like you write heckle. Right. Put downs, yeah. maybe, because um, it's a nice heckle to get, but mm. I just sort of go, uh, y- yes, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess they can't make him happy because the sitcom probably works that you get. You know, at the end of the day, you're back to square one. If they made him happy, then it wouldn't really be as funny. Mm. And then they go, I didn't really want an explanation yeah. of how a sitcom works. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, I'll do the song. Because I didn't know this about you, that you're a comedy songsmith. Well, that was the thing that I did first, really. My mum's a piano teacher and we sort of grew up like with her playing all different instruments and stuff, sometimes to the point where we were like, stop playing all those instruments. <laughs> and um, then I started writing songs when I was quite about 11 or 12, when I started okay. playing the guitar, I guess. And then um, I didn't ever think that they should be comedy songs. I wanted to be a serious singer-songwriter, so I used to go around and do quite a lot of gigs. And I used to really, and still am, into like Frank Zappa and stuff, and I've always thought you shouldn't ever think about how your stuff's received when you're writing music necessarily that you should just kind of go for it and and, and I sort of thought that from the beginning with music really so like I had a song about an accountant who was really lonely and didn't have a girlfriend and used to smear himself with a fry up every time he went to bed and it wasn't remotely sexual it was just that he sort of found comfort through food but on his skin as opposed to in his mouth and I used to go to these open mic nights and like get up and just say, okay, well, this one is called Oh Martin and it's about this accountant called Martin and do it and, you know, like him putting black pudding under his left armpit and it had to be the left one and, and that people would just be so confused and appalled and <laughs> say, please don't do this. Like, this is inaccessible. <laughs> um, apart from maybe the 0.01% of accountants who have done that. You know, but they weren't at the gig. Where were they? The laughter of recognition wasn't forthcoming. Yeah, it was not forthcoming. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, so then, yeah, then I went to college. I went to drama school. That was wicked. And then um, when I graduated, I they were very supportive of my songwriting. And I uh, went to Guildford School of Acting, and they were really cool about that. Um, and then I started sort of playing more comedy parts there. And then I started writing sort of writing comedy songs there, I suppose. Mm. Um, then doing stand-up properly in 2004. So okay. it still took me a bit of time to, to do it. Mm. Where did you start when you first made the, the leap into stand-up? 
Um, I did my first gig in a pub in Greenwich, and that was um, actually at the end of 2003, but I didn't really do it properly in 2004, because I was doing a play about a frog and a duck, where I played a duck that fell in love with a frog. It was a kind of a metaphor for interracial relationships, <laughs> I think, or same-sex relationships. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but it didn't leave much time to do gigs. Um, but the, f- the first gig was above a pub in Greenwich called The Coach and Horses, I think, and I don't know if that gig runs anymore, but... There were like, I don't know, probably 12 acts on and like six people in the audience. And I think there were um, three builders who were maybe Polish or um, Bulgarian and um, uh, and three other people. And then I had, I think I had four or five tequilas before I went on in a row on my own. You know, you don't know anyone. And <laughs> Yeah, that's brave. Did you get the laughter? Yeah, hoping for. Yeah, I did. Often the first one's really good because you're so full of adrenaline. Mm. Um, I didn't want no. I didn't want anyone I knew to come, and I didn't want that for months. Mm. But um, it's weird. Sometimes you get lulled into a false sense of security because the first one, you sort of can't believe you're going to do it, Mm. and it seems like such a big deal. And somehow you carry on this strange charged energy, Mm. and it can often go really well and then it's like the next 30 that are hard <laughs> yeah are you, um, are you going up to edinburgh this year to do anything no i can't go up like last year i um peep show clashes and i'm doing uh, a sitcom with alan davis as well which is yeah, exciting that. yeah tell us about that That's um oh it's set in a um set in a uh, restaurant mm. kitchen and he plays a celebrity chef and i play a waitress called kiki um, and Darren Boyd's in it, he's, he's brilliant, um, he's in Saxondale, mm-hmm. and a guy called Stephen White, who is fantastic, um, and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, um, we did the pilot about a year ago in Cardiff, and mm. we really bonded, and sometimes telly can be a little bit tense because it costs a lot to make and stuff, and, but it was really relaxed from beginning to end, and I'm really looking forward to filming it. Mm. So, um, so I'm doing both of those in summer. Um, so, I, but I will go to Edinburgh for a bit and probably do a few gigs. But mm. I can't do a show. Oh, yeah. Try and catch your gigs when you're up there. Oh, cool. Yeah. But so, so do you know when the um, Alan Davis thing's going to be on? Oh, no. is it what it's called? What's it called? Yeah, oh, it's called it. Whites. But I don't know if they're going to change the title because. When it got commissioned, we all went to celebrate, and everyone's white who's in it. And then we got really hammered, and then we were like putting our drinks together and going to whites. Just look really dodgy. <laughs> we're really not racist. It's, it's the name of a program. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if they're going to change it, but if they don't, um, then they don't. I don't know. But at the moment, it's called whites. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say celebrity restaurateur so much as. Well, I think it's know. a double whammy, but I, I think it's chef's white, uh, and his name in it is White. His surname okay. is White, so um, I think that's the reasoning behind it's it. That old sitcom classic of naming the show after the characters. Yeah, it's quite a good ploy, isn't it? I'm in computers. I'm in the mainframe. I'm in your headphones. When I was a kid, my mum was really into bell ringing and so um, I used to go up to the church a lot and um, just sort of sit on the graves and contemplate life when I was about seven or eight and play a lot on graves and um, also take the grates out of the floor of the church and scrabble around for jewels and money that may have fallen down during the services um, but also I used to spend a lot of time singing to myself and I learnt that I could do this impression as if there was reverb on the voice which uh, I have 
really um, dined out on far too much. Uh, but <laughs> uh, So this is Amy Winehouse singing as if she's done a well. Trying to make me go, go to read it, how that body say they no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a bimmin, blah, 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 go, 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 We have a load of lovely Californian chocolate things sent in by listener Leo. Pagoda, pronounce it. So Fa- thanks, Leo. Fantastic, and like, I mean, not not only am I looking forward to his snacks, but I'm already impressed by his name, Leo Pagoda. He, 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 he sounds like a character from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he does. He's probably got a gun. Oh, he lives in America. Snacks. He's bound to have a gun. <laughs> okay, well, you, you know, he can he can but. fire these snacks in our direction anytime. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, where should we start? Well, we can start with the savoury. Yeah, let's get, get the savoury out of the way. So this is soy jerky, and yeah. it looks. Looks to me like those little tofu pieces you can get in refrigerator sections, and the really corn nice. jerky. Oh, I like I like the sound of you know that uh, sort of thing? live corn have been captured and like <laughs> left what out is, left well, out in the desert sun. Do you know what jerky is? Those of us who eat meat, yeah. uh, Layla, jerky roux with your South African I've travels. had I've had biltong. Yeah, jerky is is basically dried meat. Yeah, you hang up some meat to dry. I've had dried zebra. That was Has quite it nice. Been cooked as in well? strips. In uh, strips. Yeah, I you don't you don't hang the whole carcass. You you, you uh, strip it and then you let it dry and it sort of cures into a chewy, yeah. meaty yeah. delicious. It's, it's a meaty chewing gum. It's um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you can't blow bubbles with it. It's it's it's, 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 it's very much like dried fruit. <laughs> it's like dried fruit, but it's some, something's flesh. So, oh wow! Oh, so mm. Cajun flavour. We, 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 we've just ripped the packet open. Crikey! Whoa! Oh my goodness! Is it strong? Oh no! It's more the, the texture is the problem. Ooh! No, it's wrong in every single way. It's got a really powerful it's, it's, aftertaste. It's, Leo, you're horrible to us. <laughs> it, it, it tastes like an old-fashioned shoe shop. If that's, um, <laughs> if that's a good way of describing it. It has, a, it has a very pungent kind of like yeah it does it's like, leathery kind mm. of like oh god it's a lot like asbestos <laughs> <laughs> I imagine oh, in that kind of slightly <laughs> slightly grainy slightly chewy how, do, how does the texture compare to real jerky no real, real, oh, real jerky is a lot, a lot chewier and to be honest no, and I've had less grainy I've had a lot of vegetarian snacks that are kind of like deep fried soybeans or, 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 or things like mm. that and there perfectly acceptable compared to this this is foul which claims of the packet it's been perfected by nature and then and then ruined by Americans <laughs> oh let's move on from the, the soy yes. catastrophe farewell perfected foods in your papyrus font um, yeah we have some chocolate as well which might, might be a bit more successful 
Oh, let's. Uh, Dagoba, is it? Is it? Is it the well, Yoda planet? That's what well, he's, 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 he's written in the cover, covering notes two, two um. chocolate bars that sound like they were named after a planet in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, uh, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> so I don't know what this means. Which we try, let's, let's try that one. <laughs> oh, pronouncing this word. That, that's, I, think, I, I think that's kind of a, that's, that's a kind of made up Aztec way of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of spelling chocolate. Uh, yeah, okay. It's a pretend Aztec word. Yeah, like. A Mayan fallacy. Yeah, like, like Quetzal cattle or, or whatever his name is. So I think we should start with the dark because it's got less chocolate and doesn't have yeah. chili in it. We can use it as our control. I think it'd be funny if we reviewed these in, in a kind of Yoda voice, although obviously you're not familiar with the character. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a little Muppet guy. Uh-huh. He's the guy. I, I also like the comment where some, someone furiously like left a comment on the website, like, Chewbacca's not Han Solo's dog. <laughs> To which, to which I respond, what if Han Solo was Chewbacca's dog? <laughs> what if Chewbacca's actually the brains of the operation? Anyway, back to, um, back to the Dagobah <laughs> chocolate. Considering this is supposed to be 59% cocoa, I'm not, I'm not blown away by it. Perhaps for Americans who are used to Hershey's chocolate, mm. which, using my brother's uh, recommended international chocolate reviewing scheme, tastes quite a lot of sick. Um, <laughs> This is this this is this is this is the only way this is the only way to introduce Americans to high cocoa chocolate. So what we've got here is seventy four percent cocoa, but it's also blended with uh... chili and probably cocoa nibs. Yeah. Chilies and nibs. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that more. I like the chili. Bit of flavour, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's flavoursome. I haven't got much chili in mine. No, it's not the most chilly. Once you swallow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I like it. Oh, oh. oh. yeah, the aftertaste. It says on the back, you can deprive the body, but the soul needs chocolate. Mm. I don't think you should deprive the body, though. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, I've tried. It's very difficult to feed the soul chocolate without without a physical body. <laughs> Are you learning Welsh? Is there, is there a, are you hoping to move to Wales? <laughs> just love, uh, just love learning languages that not that many people speak. Um, no, uh, my, my boyfriend's Welsh, so I've promised oh. him that I'm going to re- become fluent in it. Um, but the courses that I'm doing are like kids' courses, so mm. all the words I know are things like um, asin, which is donkey, <laughs> and um, cunningen, which is rabbit, and ear, which is chicken, and um, calf which is cat. Mm. Um, so basically loads of animals. And <laughs> yeah. I can count to 100. And I can say uh, fincarity, which is I love you. Um, you could go to Wales and open a weird zoo with loads of animals in. That would be amazing. Fine. Yeah, as long as I had up to 100 of each animal. <laughs> and I could tell them that I loved them every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'd be I mean, fine. How could it go wrong? I so, mean, yeah. I don't know how to ask for money or give receipts, but... Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily be selling them anyway, just look after them. But how would I have an income? Maybe I could just live off their their, products. Eat their eggs and well, Rue's got chickens now. I have. I've got two chickens. They're they're averaging two two eggs between them every day. It's quite good. That's pretty good. That's great. Yeah, I like chickens. Have you um, managed to record any sounds of their clucking yet? Not yet, (laughs) but thank you for reminding me. I'll try and do it this week. Yeah, if you had enough animals. What do you need money for? 
food, society. heating. <laughs> we wouldn't need heating necessarily, would you have a fire? Well, you could just cuddle um, up to the donkeys. Yeah. yeah. Rent, maybe, or a mortgage. You'd mm. have to build mm. your own house, wouldn't you? Yeah, you need land and yeah. lots of animals. Yeah. Yeah. In Wales. This sounds ideal. I'm going to do it. Can we join you? Can we come with you? Yeah. Okay, we'll visit. And you have done stuff with the book club with Robin Ince. I have, yeah. I just did a show with him in... Um, I did a Welsh festival, um, which I got back from yesterday, in Machinchef, I think that's how you pronounce it. Is um, that in Wales? It is in Wales, surprisingly. Um, yeah. Um, and that was a lot of fun, and I did... Because he does this gig called The School for Gifted Children mm. now, which is sort of evolved out of the book club, and we did that, that was lovely. Um, so, yeah, I did, I've done a lot of book club gigs, and I do his gigs at Christmas... In the Bloomsbury oh, yeah. and the, uh, the Apollo. What do they call that? Is it the? They're, they're called like Nine Lessons okay. and Carols for Godless People. I think. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I do duets sometimes with Gavin Osborne, who oh. is um, a singer-songwriter. He's brilliant. Um, and we did one about me. I, I was a Christian and he wasn't a Christian. And we go on a date and we're trying to sort of convince each other. Right. We were very, I think make it very clear that um, we weren't against Christianity because I think I probably still want to get married in a church. So I don't want... You don't want <laughs> to be on the record. Really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> remain on the fence at all times. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like a recurring theme in your work, this idea of people who can't be together and... And yeah. have, you know, cultural division. Yeah. What, because of frog in law? Yeah, mainly because of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I do like I do like thinking about um uh um how complex relationships are and um how fragile it is when you get together with someone and um how circumstances beyond your control can affect the way a relationship pans out mm. and um, I wrote a show that I took to Edinburgh in 2007 that I just did in Sydney, actually, um, set in my hometown in, of Matlock, which is in the Midlands, about a, like a girl who falls in love with a shelf stack and they go on a date and then he goes off with this American singer-songwriter and it kind of all... There's a fairy godmother in it and it's quite silly at times. It's a bit pantomimic, but I really like... Pantomimic? Yeah. That's a brilliant word. Oh, thanks. Why have I never heard that word before? I don't use many words that are more than two syllables. That's a great word. You need four. to use that one every day. And living in, for the moment, I think it's a bit of a cliche, but I think my housemate said to me last night that I'm like the dice woman with no dice. Have you read the dice I man? Have, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I really, I said that's the best and worst thing anyone's ever said to me. But I think that's true. I've always done. I've always gone. Yeah, I'll do it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and More like so, Yes Man in that respect. Have you seen Yes Man? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Yes Man. I always <laughs> see it. That's a lot like the dice you, man yeah. with no dice. This is a song that I used to do with my ex-boyfriend um, on the subject of fire safety, and we had a few songs, and we used to go round to like schools and stuff and play songs about cake safety and fire safety and things like that. So uh, I'll do this now, and uh, obviously he's not here. He's called Adam, um, so I'll sing his bits in a deeper voice. And there was a bit in this song where he used to play a wolf. I will play the wolf today. to avoid a fire don't start a fire don't start a fire if the fire starts itself if the fire starts itself run 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 with water in a gun and put it out yourself 
nuts if the fireman is on holiday if he's not call 999 satanists call 666 for example, hello fire, what did you do today? Oh nothing, just watch backdraft five times. Fire! Fire! The boy who cried fire! They thought it was a wolf, it was a wolf on fire! Poor little wolfie, does it hurt? No. The point still stands. La 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 If the water doesn't work Don't throw baby, don't throw baby, don't throw baby at the fire Unless it's made from materials conforming to standard BS345 Look for the kite mark! Make sure it's not a birthmark! Oh, Adam, if you want to avoid a fire, if you want to avoid a fire, piss off and live in an igloo. I think we should have this. Yes, okay. It's uh, macro greens. Did he get these from a health food shop? He must have I think done. So. I think well, he lives in California. Oh, every oh, oh, shop, oh, every oh, shop's oh, health food oh, shop. Of course, yes. Yeah, so this is this is a bit of a fruity-looking one. Oh. So this this from the it packet looks like well. some vegetables that have been mixed up with some chocolate. Is. What's going on? No, I think it's just fruit. Why, why is it called macro greens? Look at all the things it hasn't got in it. If you look, it's the sort of thing that Gwyneth Paltrow would eat. Oh, it? it's 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 a chocolate and cinnamon bar, oh. Rue. Yeah. Um, but it's all it's all natural energy and it's raw antioxidant superfood. To be honest, I can't. I'm not eating it, so I know what's in it. To be fair, I think I've had more chocolatey and more cinnamony <laughs> things in my life. Hmm. It's hmm. it's a kind. Of, I mean, it's not a solid experience like a chocolate. It's, no, it's um, quite a floppy, uh, floppy consistency. It's very soft. Sort of breaks breaks it's, apart. It's it's, a, it's it's like a it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a, roll or something. It's like yeah, like a cake in a bag. Yeah. If your soul needed chocolate, yeah. but your your body said no, <laughs> I, I, I'd rather have some bloody vegetables. This is, this is sold presumably from a health food shop as a health product, okay? 200 calories per bar, calories from fat, 110, mm-hmm. total fat, 12 grams, or 19%, of which saturated fat, 23%. Oh, that's so that's a healthy product. So, yeah, if you want to eat something that's a fifth fat, it doesn't taste like it's got any fat in it, but there you go. No, that's how they I'd get I'd rather you. have something that tasted like it had fat in it. Yeah, right, exactly. Let's <laughs> hope that your wishes will be granted <laughs> by... The dark pomegranate truffle, and and it's this mm. is this is sixty percent cacao. Cacao, and it's a nice sort of red, um, small individual sized bar. Oh, it's really tasty. It's very sharp. Mm. It's I got, presume that's a pomegranate. It's got a really good tangy, zingy uh, filling, mm. and the chocolate's quite good. It's slightly bitter. The chocolate, like there's there's a bitterness from the chocolate as well. It's a little bit jammy, but at the same time, mm. it's not. Yeah. not it's it's a bit like um, you remember Fry's chocolate creams when they used mm. to have like the, the kind of fruity centre in the middle of those mm. and often they'd be kind of strangely unidentifiable fruits <laughs> but, but delicious nonetheless oh, I like that slightly uh, chewy texture inside the chocolate that's great oh wow so the most successful so far I think glad um, we had that last $3.15 and all these seem to have come from a shop called Rainbow Acres so if you're listening from Rainbow Acres 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for all your stuff. And thank you, Leo, for sending us. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Another week, another country ticked off. How many, how many more countries going to be left in the world whose well, snacks we have not sampled yet? Only the World Cup will tell us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What, um, what kind of other comedy are you into then as, as a fan rather than a performer? Um, I really love, oh God, loads of stuff. I mean, at the moment, I can't get enough of The American Office. I think oh, yeah. it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it moves me so much as well. I normally cry every episode. And that's, that's no lie. I think the dynamic between Pam and Jim in that is mm. incredible. Um mm. Freaks and Geeks. Not that dissimilar to to you and your Dobby and Mark in Peep Show in a way. It's that sort of office-based kind of Yeah, I suppose, yeah. You can't ever view what you do that objectively, I don't think. Mm. But I suppose, yeah, it's that thing of will they, won't they, isn't it? Mm. And, um, you you know, nearly getting there and then something getting in the way or mm. you know them not quite committing to it for whatever reason and when you're watching it you don't you sort of don't want them to get together in a way you do but you don't you do you, I mean I cry out I watch it on my own I'm just god oh my god you know case case for god's sake <laughs> oh. but then yeah you don't want them to at the same time mm. because there's that thing isn't it if you make people happy then mm not as interesting no attention. one wants to go yeah if a stand up goes on stage and goes I'm really happy I'm in a really great relationship and <laughs> yeah. you know what I feel like yeah there are some hard things in life but overall it's good everyone's like <laughs> tell me your misery it's Saturday night <laughs> so yeah um, yeah Freaks and Geeks which is Judd Apatow's mm. series the guy who did Knocked Up and stuff like that from a, lot, a while ago that got cancelled after um, one series which is an absolute travesty it's a really great show mm-hmm. uh, quite I love American stuff at the moment. Curb, I absolutely love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Um, and uh, Simpsons and God, loads of stuff. Just rewatched Nathan Barley and Extras and watched so much Alan Partridge. I was recently on Australia and um, we spent a lot of the time watching The Day to Day and Alan Partridge <laughs> on YouTube just going, this is seminal comedy, isn't it? <laughs> All these people going, do you want to come to the zoo? And it's going... We just want to watch the episode where he takes uh, where he takes her to the owl sanctuary. <laughs> Sorry, is that a crime? I watched that one recently. Yeah, it's oh. a good episode. Yeah, it's amazing. It talks about killing the owls by firing squad <laughs> if they're on a trial. Oh my god, Psychoville I think is oh, one yeah. of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, coming back. Yeah, that's second just series. brilliant. I mean, um, it would have been unbelievable if they hadn't given it a second mm. series. I thought it was incredible. Um, Did you see yeah. the? Um, Julia Davis uh, thing. Uh, oh, with Jessica Hines. Yes. I saw a clip of it, which I loved, and I need to watch a, a whole episode. Did so you see it? It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, no, I can't. Oh, is it called Victoria's? Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, d- I don't, do you know what I'm talking no, about? I have no idea. Good old internet. What would we do before... <gasps> You just have to remember things with a picture of a dog with a key in its mouth. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, yeah, (laughs) Jessica Hines. Send an urchin to find out. Why aren't there any urchins anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to urchins, huh? You just throw them a shilling and ask them to do your bidding. Yeah, just a a little snub-nosed boy with a sprinkling of freckles and a constant um, layer of dirt. Yeah, Yeah, or soot. Um, And a cap on and an ability to remain positive all the time. (laughs) Despite being regularly beaten. Yeah, and deprived of food and love. Yeah. It was called Lizzie and Sarah. 
Yes. Yes. That was yeah, it. the clip I saw was fantastic. Yeah. Why are they going to cast you in the series if they make it? They should do. I don't know. Be nice. I don't know. Um, Seems like yeah. That sort of thing you should do. Oh, cheers. Well, I'm writing um, a pilot with my friend Ollie at the moment. Um, Ollie Lansley, who wrote FM, and um, we spend a lot of time watching the R. Kelly musical Trapped in the Closet oh, yes. on amazing. YouTube. <laughs> but when we do write, um, we, we try to we set these little deadlines and we go, okay, we can watch episode 26 and we've written two pages. We've just got to write two pages and it's a nice, it's like a little carrot in the shape of R. Kelly. Um, but we're um, we're doing a little read through for that on Wednesday so that's exciting because if we got to even shoot a taste of tape and I'd feel like I was maybe one step closer mm. to making something that I'd written um, which would be really great so it's about the music industry and um, kind of the pop industry mm-hmm. yeah do you get to sing? yeah we'd have songs in it because that's been my ambition for a long time to try and get a musical sitcom of some sort on, on telly and it's quite mm. hard to convince commissioners and I understand that I think but I think with um with with more stuff like Glee on, it might be a bit easier. Yeah. But I'd want original songs rather than covers, so yeah. that's a bit harder to to, to convince people. And um, what I've realised is that songs don't necessarily work in sitcoms, and I've learnt this through trial and error, when they don't drive the narrative forward. So if we were to burst into song now, but just say, we're doing a podcast, we've talked about Psychoville, with the audience just turns off because they go why you sing stuff we already know whereas if I was like I've just murdered someone then you'd be like oh we've got to listen so it sounds like a really simple thing but I realised that the other day and I thought ah that's how I've been going wrong Uh yeah like with Grease the musical each song is um, in fact I think the songs probably tell more of a story than the dialogue does because like summer loving is like reveals so much, yeah, doesn't it, yeah. about how they met? And the exposition is done entirely through that song, yeah. opening, isn't it? It's a, yeah. Are you very familiar with Grease? Really? Of course this I am. Is isn't everyone? This is brilliant. Isn't every thirty-year-old? Oh really? Oh my it's god! Like, I'm obsessed. It's like my Star Wars. It's like yeah, I, I only seen Star Wars like once as well as we discussed the other day. Yeah, but that but makes no, you just Greece, a freak. No, I, no, I think a lot of people that I knew. Yes, it's no, one of those films, isn't it? Never relate to it. Pulp Fiction or. The Wicker Man, I'm really upset. I'm so obsessed with The Wicker Man. That's great. When my boyfriend gets back from Australia, me, him and his flatmate are going to have a Wicker Man evening where (laughs) his housemate, who is a really good folk musician, is going to play some songs from The Wicker Man on the zitar. Nice. Then we're going to watch The Wicker Man and eat Wicker Man-shaped food, which I'm going to make, which I think is going to be... I think what I'm going to do is make spaghetti bolognese, but put... Um, <laughs> the bolognese on the plate first and then array, don't cook the spaghetti too much like al dente is that what it's called and lay the spaghetti out in a W on top of the bolognese oh that's yeah. scary but pretzels would be good pretzels you could, you could hand because you can make the dough and, and uh, yes. make them into your own little shape of a, ma- a wicker man and then well cook that's them. brilliant because I was just thinking of the W of wicker man yeah you're thinking of the shape of the you man you make the man hey, I wonder if it would be possible to make a wicker man yeah yeah that's what I, I mean that would in be the obvious. back garden yeah Oh, no, well, I was thinking out of food, but I was thinking of food. Would it be possible to get someone to go inside it? And maybe set it, it alive. <laughs> or shredded wheat. Oh, a little, yeah, tiny little bit of shredded wheat. Obviously, it would be a scale model. It's not a full, full size <laughs> with the man. But with, 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 a little, with a little jelly baby oh, Edward Woodward inside. What are, you, what are you guys thinking? Sorted. For dessert. Do it. Yeah, shredded wheat with a jelly baby in it. Someone else must have done this. Somewhere no, I think you'd be surprised. If well, they yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry about too much competition. <laughs> 
we should mention that Sarah Anglis, who was on um, quite an early episode of Shift Run Stop, is going to be doing um, a show with her automatons, I believe, in uh, the Brighton Festival, which automata. is coming up. Automata. Yeah, that's probably right, isn't it? I don't know. That sounds right. One, one automaton to automata. Or, automata. Automator in Brighton. <laughs> Brighton Festival, which is um, May the. I think it's, I think she might be on Wednesday, May the fifth. So I think the festival starts uh, probably that bank holiday weekend and then carries on for, okay. throughout May. So you're listening to this hopefully when it comes out, which is uh, this Thursday. You're listening to this on this Thursday. Basically, yes. Sarah Anglis is going to be doing a show at the Brighton Festival, and her performance will be on the fifth of May. Uh, which is Wednesday, so if you're in in or around the Brighton area or enjoyed Sarah on the show, because she was on our podcast, then uh, you should go and check it out, because she'll be very good. She's very cool. And of course, May the 5th lays equidistant between Star Wars Day and the election. Oh yeah, okay. Because the election's on the 6th of May. There's something for you to do in between your celebrations. The joke Luke Rue is going for here is, yes, is that May the 4th is, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) (laughs) International Star Wars Day. Does people celebrate that? I believe they do. What do they do to celebrate? They almost certainly dress up as as Yoda. Yeah, I learned um, who Yoda was the other day. Thanks for that, guys. (laughs) You you did know that already, didn't you? Yeah, I think I know. I think he's the weakest part of that movie. I think. Oh, controversial. um, You know, you can kind of buy into a lot of the Star Wars stuff and stuff. And people say Empire Strikes Back is the best film. Not the Yoda bits, they aren't. (laughs) (laughs) Yoda himself. (laughs) Exactly. Is it the Muppet thing that annoys you about him? Is it, he looks a bit I too... I don't know. Well, it, the first Star Wars film, you know, has kind of... Has, you know, has its sort of slightly stupid bits. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, gets away with it because a lot of it isn't, isn't very well explained. Mm. A lot of it is just sort of thrown in. All of, all of the stuff about the Empire and, you know, him living on the little desert planet... And then they, uh, yeah, and then they go, then they go to Mos Eisley, the spaceport, ah, and yeah, and, and, and like, and and, and 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 suddenly you're there, and you go, oh my god, this is an amazing universe, and look at all these different characters who are just sitting around in a bar. Isn't that cool? All these aliens, uh, yeah. And then the adventure aspect of it is mm. is quite is quite conventionally played out, and there's uh, there's all this dogfighting stuff that Lucas was supposedly inspired by um, World War Two movies, and and that stands quite well by itself, and and. And you get a sense of, wow, there's an amazing sort of universe there and there's all these other sort of bits. So and what then, you uh, said for the last minute is, it's a really good film. And, 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 well, but I, I'm trying to pin down what it... And then, yeah, why, I don't, the other why I don't like Empire Strikes Back is that, is that yeah, and then, know, and then there's an ice planet and then he goes to find Yoda and... Lo- Yoda. The ice planet's called Hoth, I know that. Yo- yeah. Yo- Yo- Yoda lives on a fog planet and, like, um, <laughs> and then in the third one they end up on a woody planet <laughs> and, uh, and you're going, oh, oh, it's not quite as exciting. It's not quite as, as bold and imaginative. What did you want to see, like, a silicon-based life form or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, how would, I, how would I have done it differently? Is it the planets you hate? Is yeah, it the, the idea of going it's, from one planet to another interminably? It's, it's, it's the, uh, yeah. It's kind it, well, of the nature of science fiction. No, it's the idea that planet, you know, and this is a great science fiction cl- uh, cliche, that planets should only have one sort of cli- like climate that's universal. Mm. You know, the Earth has an icy bit and a desert bit and a woody bit as yeah. well. So maybe, oh, there's right. a, there, maybe there's a sort of foggy, jungly bit of Dagobah, and then mm. maybe up the road there's uh-huh. the kind of deserty. Yeah, you don't, you don't explore not, much. Not, not Hoth. Hoth, is, Hoth uh, is, mm. is pretty, it's pretty much implied. Hoth is icy all over. Oh, well, that's the Dit- ice world, Hoth. We'll ditto, ditto Tatooine. Yep. Uh, and I suppose there's the forest moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have gone for sort of uni- 
what that's would you interesting. Say, I thought, yeah, it's like pool or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> each planet has its own quality. But yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. Now you've explained it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, let, let's let's go to let's go to Bespin, which is a cloud planet. Brilliant. <laughs> I notice you haven't been on Twitter for nearly a year. What's going on there? <laughs> well, okay, guys. <laughs> if I had it my way, I would live in a farm and make, like, small cakes and other stuff out of clay and sell them by the roadside and not have a computer. And I truly mean that. I try and spend as little time on the internet as possible. It is the bane of my life. I'm only on Facebook because I get gigs through it and I'm trying to work out a way of not being on Facebook. It just... I feel like the internet is like Pac-Man and just eats mm. me. Well, so, if you will watch the R. Kelly... I know! How can I say <laughs> that? I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> but listen, I'm just going to have YouTube. That's it. Um, I... I what I find is it, the, the more things that I've got, like Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, it's just another reason not to do work or go outside and sort of talk to people. But someone's, I did a gig with Chris Addison the other day and he said that someone had said, oh, I wish Izzy was on Twitter. One person. Um, so that's two. It's so enough, maybe I enough to come back now. <laughs> I've checked the balance. I think all I ever put was that I ate some noodles. No, or you had an active looking stream and then you went all quiet for a year. Did you I? should come back. Chris Addison gets a light outfit. It does. Oh, it's I know. Sore. No, I'm with Izzy, though. It does suck all your life away. <laughs> the internet's I just feel like the hours go it by. Just goes, and, yeah. And you think, I'd make a salad, and then I do... No, I look at the salad two hours later and think, <laughs> oh, I can't eat these prawns now. They've been in the heat for two hours. What have I been doing? The Looking at someone's photos from when I was 10. I'm never going to see again. But actually, I might go on it, because I, I do like... Like, my friend Josie Long... Um, is on it the whole time and she always says oh come on just um, just go on it but I don't ever Google myself or search myself mm. and that might be another temptation but no alright you've got a very nice bulletin board on your IMDb page there mm. everyone's like oh that's oh, nice Izzy, she's lovely she's so pretty I love her oh god yeah <laughs> every single comment is really positive oh that's so lovely you don't have to fear anything <laughs> that's yeah. sweet um, believe me you. if you dig a little under the surface you will find <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah oh but that, that's nice yeah the problem is once you start searching through the pages yeah. you inadvertently it's find something horrible and you think bad. why am I doing this yeah. Yeah. So if, if people want to find you on the internet somehow, is there a way that... I think MySpace can... is the best, because I update okay. my gig list and I do, like, update my... For instance, um, I recently updated my music interests and added Prince and took mm-hmm. Gwen Stefani off because <laughs> someone took the piss and said Gwen Stefani... The thing is that I just did it one day when I lo- thought, what have I listened to in the last couple of days? And I was really into her at the time. Uh, so, yeah... Um, MySpace is probably best, which is myspace.com forward slash my name. I S Y S U double T I E. Where's that from, by the way? Scotland. My oh. dad's Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to have my mum's maiden name at one point, and, but that's La Balestier. So in the end, sure. I was like, better stick with Sooty, even though no one can pronounce it ever. And I've got all these ballet and swimming certificates saying Isabel Sweet or Isabel Shuttle because no one can ever believe that Sotty was a real name. Can't be that. Yeah, come we'll on. Just correct it to the whatever we think it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I used to order oh, cabs, they say, what name? I'd say Sotty and they go, yeah, I'm sweet. See you later. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sweet. 
Thank you so much for coming uh, to join us on Shift Stop this week. It's been hilarious and fun. Thank you. I've had a really great time. Oh, thanks. Goodbye. Bye. 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 B